Hey guys, uh, 30 and Still Gaming here for Generation X Gaming. Uh, thanks for listening and watching. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, this segment, I want to talk about Arc Survival Creators Studio Wildcard. Um, they came out with a game just recently. Okay, and it's Atlas. Everyone, everyone's talking about Atlas like it's the hottest thing that ever came to PC, and no one knew about it. Until the game reward show on December 6th, and then they were supposed to launch on December 12th, and then they postponed it, and then postponed it again, and then launched, and then postponed it again, and then the countdown happened, and nothing happened. Now, this is an article from Polygon that says, Atlas Team apologizes for the game's rocky launch. Uh, we let the schedule and initial launch builds get away uh, from us is what they said. Now, Atlas, the latest game from Arc Survival Evolve Studio Studio Wildcard, has a reputation that unfortunately precedes it. Launched in early access just ahead of Christmas, the pirate-based MMO has suffered under the weight of overworked servers, game-breaking lag, and bugs a pan, uh, a plenty. Okay, and after the week, complaints of disappointment from once excited players, the developers are finally offering an apology. Quote, you could say that we're off to a stormy start, unquote, begins a lengthy post on Atlas Steam community page focused largely on patch notes. Here's some quotes again. The initial influx of players waiting to set sail immediately was pre predictably in hindsight larger than anticipated, and our systems got crushed until we turned the new technical systems to handle it, unquote. Before I continue on, it boggles my mind that developers still in this day and age in 2018 now going to 2019 especially from this developer studio wildcard when they first announced arc they did it the exact same way they launched arc with a quick hey this is games coming out and then they launched it and then they did some shady stuff right so arc launched on pc first and then later on the consoles you can even play Ark now on your mobile phone. Um, but two years ago, they came out and they had the exact same issue, right? It was lagorific, lagorific. Um, most companies nowadays, or since the beginning of time, there's always what comes first, the chicken or the egg mentality. When you make an online game, especially an MMO game, you don't know how many people are going to come on board. It's very expensive, uh, very expensive to start servers up right so if you think that you're going to get a million people and you get a million you know spots for servers and then all of a sudden you only get two hundred thousand, it's not like you can just not charge for that other you know nine hundred thousand people that are playing your game right you've purchased that server space for that month and that could make or break uh, a company especially a company that's just starting out so here they did. They did it again. They they come out with Atlas. They tell people the first this first this thing. It's a real quick, you know. They're like, oh, we're doing a game. It's called Atlas. And they show this trailer. And they come back and it cuts back to the the main head of the studio. And he says, forty thousand people will be on the server. And everyone's like, what? That sounds amazing. And what I heard. When he said 40,000 people, I said, no effing 
way that's going to happen. That's going to be a massive crash. No one's going to be able to play. It's going to be absolutely horrendous. Now, there's other games out there that are upfront about what the servers they do, right? Upfront meaning there's not 40,000 people on your server, okay? World of Warcraft doesn't have that many people, and they had millions and millions of people. Each of their servers only hold, uh, don't quote me on this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that World of Warcraft here, let me, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to type it in right now. Okay. I'm going to type it in right now. How many people, how many people on a WoW server? Okay. How many people can a WoW server hold? And I'm looking at it right now. Okay. And it looks like anywhere uh, these are guests. These are guests. Five to ten thousand people. Um, I don't know if that's true. Okay, St uh, Stormwind. You have about a thousand people per city, balancing out the server pop. Uh, Iron Forge has around two hundred, and all the other horde cities combined have around that much. Yeah. So, World of Warcraft's not running around saying we have you know ten million people on our server. No, they have different servers. Okay, they're just not crossed you know, cross melded together, right? They're just separate servers that hold about a thousand people, about a thousand people. Each of the arc servers are only holding about a hundred to 150 people. And it's just a mega server, right? So think about this. This, th this is how Atlas is running right now. Certain people, let's say there's 150 people in one server and there's two in the other. Okay. Well, if those two people come over to the 150 person server, it can't hold it. Can't do it. Right. So they're betting on they're betting on that 150 people are going to be in the game in that one server, and then they're going to start spreading out from that server. Well, the problem is if 40,000, you said 40,000 people could play your game. So people are like, OK, challenge accepted. So that's what they did. Uh, crashed their server. Most of the servers, uh, they couldn't even get their main servers up and running for the first week. They had to put the private servers on and these other un, um, unofficial servers up, and they were actually taking the, the 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 forefront of this. Okay, so one out the gate, they say forty thousand people, and really it's not because I believe it's only about thirty three thousand if all the servers are filled. But then don't go anywhere, right? Don't leave from one one plane to the next. Okay. The reason it takes you so long to go from one server to the next while you're sailing is because it has to figure out who's leaving what server to go to the next server, right? So very, very, very shady business model that they're doing, okay? Going back to the article, it says, but stabilizing the servers is the highest priority of Studio Wildcard Atlas. Most recent release comes with a new version of the server. According to them, it's already showing significant improvements in server stability. However, there's still more to come. Okay. This is why they put these, these, these articles out. They put these articles out to let you guys know that, Hey, we're working hard at this. Okay. I understand that you paid $30 for this uh, pre-built game and we're going to test it out on you. And, uh, you know, don't get frustrated with us. Okay. Going back to the article quote, our number one priority at this moment is tackling the stability connections and the data issues. And we make significant progress over the coming days ahead. Unquote. Okay. We, we cited all the above on early impressions of the game, which we'll still found uh, completely enough to play more 
than two dozen hours. Disconnecting still abound, um, and the game also struck as old-fashioned and unpolished. Such is the nature of early access, says the developers. Beyond that, players took issue with the lack of communication from the studio as they struggled to get themselves afloat over the holidays. This post is an apology for the silence, which the team pinned and being on blackout in this development bunker. This is another quote. Between the intensity of preparing the release and the massively multiplayer title, it needs to get all the new infrastructure prepared to roll out. Okay, we let the schedule initiate the launch builds and get away from us, reads a note from the captain. Co-founder Jeremy uh, Stiglitz, pardon me for butchering your last name. I'm terrible at that. Hunker down in our development bunker for 24-7, sustaining the Red Bulls and stale pizza, it's easy to lose sight of the big picture, which all to start out the end of the communication to the players. Now, I want to take that paragraph for a second and break it down a little bit more. Okay, They're taking something and throwing it on us. Okay, They're taking it and throwing it on us as far as, one, the communication studio that went blackout over the holidays, posting apologies, you know, because they live in a, in a in development bunker, right? They're saying because the overwhelming popularity of the game, like they didn't know this was going to happen. That was one of the reasons, okay? Also, here's another one, okay? Between the intensity of preparing for the release of the massively multiplayer title, it needs to get all the new infrastructure prepared to roll out. You should have done this. This is where, This is my argument about the egg or the chicken, right? Which one comes first, Okay. Preparing to release a massively multiplayer title and the needs to get out all the infrastructure prepared to roll out. Well, you knew you knew you were going to release this. Right? You announced it on the reward show and you knew how many people were going to watch that reward show because you knew how many people watched the year before. Hence why you made an announcement on this platform. Okay. And then they make you feel bad, right? They make you feel bad, right? Feel bad for us because... We released you a shit game at launch, even though it's a early access title, but we are hunkered down in the development bunker uh, 24-7 and drinking Red Bulls and eating stale pizza. It's easy to lose sight of the big picture. Yeah, because the big picture, let me tell you, okay, you're an owner of a company. You have an idea for a game. You create this game based on the ARC system, okay? And let's not even get started with that the ARC system is actually in in the actual load screen, right? Like in the start screen, you can actually scroll down with a controller, okay? And go down to the ARC menu. And you can see that Atlas was supposed to be a DLC for ARC, okay? Well, they wanted to make more money off of this. It's not as a DLC. They wanted to make it a separate game. Kudos to you, which is fine. But you left it there. You left it there for people to find. And then they know that basically you're just selling them a reskin of the game they've already had problems with for the last two years. Now, don't get me wrong. Arc over the last two years has phenomenally changed. They had some bad business decisions in the beginning by charging for DLC when they were still in pre-alpha. Okay, in early access. Okay, Going back to the article, it says, from here on out, expect our updates in the game to acknowledgement of our studios. Atlas continues to shrug ahead. Okay. It's on sale right now for $24.99. Oh, well, if you guys didn't like it at $30 or $35, it's now at $24, 17% off the usual price. So they're doing us a favor. Okay. 
that's just one of the articles uh, that, that are systemic from this, right? That are coming from this. I just don't know with games like this, everything that's happening, right? They use this early access name, beta, right? We can go into depth with Fallout 76, but we're not. We're talking about Atlas here. And Atlas, in a way, is actually doing it better than Fallout because they said early access. They said it ahead of time. And they did say that this will be an early access for two years. This is the only upfront part about it, okay? That they did say it was early access for two years and they were going to charge double the price once it comes out, once it gets closer to, to launch, which they did to ARC. And people were pissed about it. Um, but they're at least telling you upfront this time that this is what they're going to do. So moving forward, Atlas will be $30, which I think, okay, even though with all the descriptions and everything that I've, I've said so far, I think game companies that do this are fine when they charge half the price of the game and then tell you it's early access and stuff. What I don't like about what Wildcard Studios did is basically they underplayed what they thought was going to happen, which is absurd considering there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff going out, right? And they've made other games since Arc. They've worked on Pixel Arc, Arc Pixels. I'm sorry. Um, they've made multiple expansions for Arc. They know their player base for Arc, um, and they're hitting on multiple things, right? Dinosaurs. People love dinosaurs, right? You can tame the dinosaurs, and now it's pirates. People love pirates. They're trying to get in on these Sea of Thieves and stuff. My problem is that with the early access, that they don't have a stability, and it's just it's not even it's not even it's not even ready yet for early access. I think early access to me is, I, it's it's a hard comparison, but when Minecraft came out and it was in pre pre early access. I paid $4 for the game. Um, and it ran, it ran, it didn't, there didn't have much to it, but it was an open world game that you could go as far as the eye can see and explore. And they just started adding more stuff to it, right? Starting adding more stuff to it. And here, 10 years later, it's the most popular video game on the planet. Still to this day, there's more people playing, you know, Minecraft on all multiple platforms. Uh, I know everyone thinks it's Fortnite, but it's not. Minecraft is the number one game with more platforms and everything. So going forward, how do you guys feel? I want to know what your thoughts are about Atlas if you played it. I also want to know, do you think this is the future where all games are early access and you pay half price? And is that okay that you pay half price for a game? Uh, leave it in the comments section. Leave it, send a message to me, right? Where this uh, this podcast is on Anchor.fm. I appreciate you guys listening and watching. Um, when you're listening to this, this will be the first of the year. Uh, so happy 2019! I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful 2019 ahead of you. I appreciate you guys listening uh, to this podcast, and I hope to see you guys in the live stream on Mixer on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern for Generation X Gaming. And don't forget to watch me live every single day, Monday through Friday from 9.30 in the morning till 2 p.m. Eastern. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights from 8 p.m. to midnight. Come on by. We talk about video games. I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. I appreciate you guys. Take care. Hit that follow button. Thanks.